What's going on, everyone? It's another beautiful day, another warm day out here with the beautiful BFF. How's it going, girl? Hi. I think today we're going to have an amazing topic to talk about in the next 30 minutes, so we hope that you guys listen in, and um, we hope you guys send us a message and tell us what you think. Um, today's topic, military lifestyle. For those of you who have served, thank you for your service. For those who have family in the service, you know, I'm sure they thank you for the support. Um, I myself was in the service and I enjoyed most of it. Uh, but there was one thing that I didn't enjoy probably 80% of the time was the leadership in a lot of the companies that I worked at. Um, the way they treated me, the way they treated soldier situations, and the way they treat not only, you know, the BFF, but spouses. Um and um yeah i don't know if that's been talked about a lot you know a lot of these uh and we'll keep it low or, or at the lowest level so company level um a lot of the captains that are in positions of charge they suck they don't know what they're doing and they abuse their position and their power and you know really can't say much you know if you complain you have to do push-ups if you bitch and groan then you have to stay there longer it's repetitive. I don't know if a lot of you have heard this thing, but it's like hurry up and wait. You know, they have tasks that has to be done and they'll have us come into the company at four in the morning and we won't start, a, you know, any projects until eight. So we're there four hours, literally not doing anything. So and that takes a, a long toll on not just a service member, but the family. Um, so. Did that ever have an effect on you when I had to get up at four or five in the morning to be there at a certain time and then I would call you later on and then tell you basically that we haven't done shit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the heck have you guys been doing? You know? Right. So. And then you would have to, because you guys didn't do anything, you guys had, had to stay longer sometimes. So you'd be gone for like. The whole, literally the whole entire day, sometimes not even coming home for lunch or nothing, you know, like just be gone all day. It's like, what are you guys doing? And what she means all day, I mean, she's not playing. It's like I said, be there at five in the morning. Work doesn't get started till eight, nine o'clock because, again, captains in the office, first sergeant, don't know what the hell they're doing. The E7s are the worst because even though they're the ones that are listening to what has to get done, I don't know. It's just, and you don't get paid overtime. It's not like you, you know, you have an eight hour shift and it's like, all right, cool. If you want me to stay or if I, if I choose to stay, cause you can't choose to do anything. You're, you're literally, literally obligated to have to stay there, which sucks. It's even worse than the reserves, you know, in active duty, your mentality is completely different. Like you already know you're, you're stuck. You're there. That's your lifestyle. But in the reserves, you're not used to the whole coming in at six and leaving at seven in the afternoon or in the evening. You know, this bullshit. Why? Because you're cleaning weapons. Because you have to go and check the, the Humvees or the Hummers and make sure that they're all, you know, running, have oil, um, tires. It's just the dumbest shit. Something that can take an hour usually takes about three from the morning to lunchtime. 
um, the classes of PowerPoints. It's just death by PowerPoint. It just sucks. Um, another thing that I seen that was like toxic was how um, sergeants or E5s and above would have these relationships with soldiers, especially when there was a new soldier that came in. If that soldier, um, especially men to women, if that soldier looked cute, there was always all these NCOs trying to see who can sleep with them faster, you know, who will be the first. So, and a lot of favoritism. It's not what you know, it's who you know, and it's clear as day in the army or in the military, that slogan that it's not what you know, it's who you know. The more people you know, you know, the more ass kissing you do, the better schools you'll get. Maybe weapons don't have to do much. It's just I've seen a lot. And honestly, I think that's what just like my last uh, duty station I was at just kind of made me dislike the military because I confronted um, some of these, you know, people in positions and it just sucked because there was reprimands and I, I luckily I was already at my last leg of the military side. I didn't really give a shit. I think I had two months left. So I ended up just, you know, asking to transfer out because of the harassment that I was taking. But I think the worst thing is when a service member is deployed and the unit that stays behind the personnel that couldn't deploy, you know, before you go, they make it seem like they're there to, you know, be the glue between you and, you know, service members that's deployed and the family. And I don't know, would you say you had a good experience nope. with the military? Nope. 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 Do you want to you elaborate to the fans and let them know that what, like, all right, so. I don't have, uh, we don't have enough time. <laughs> well, from 09 to 10, I was in Afghanistan, right? Mm-hmm. And what, like. You had an issue at the house, and I didn't find out until about it, what, three days later, mm-hmm. right? So right then and there. It was a pretty serious situation, but yeah, you didn't find out until three days later. Something like that, right? Two, three days Are later. Are talking about the same thing? Right. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, it's, so they didn't take care of that situation. Mm-hmm. So I come home, you know, um, on leave or R&R, and we try to resolve it as best that we could. Um, but they didn't give us enough time to resolve anything. So instead of them trying to figure out a way of handling it, working it, you know, just whatever, right? They, what do they do? They send me back and we're back to literally square one. Mm -hmm. So that in itself was just, and you know, granted the guy who was left behind was like a second Lieutenant. He was 24 three years old he's a young cat didn't give a shit you're in germany like you're not in the service member you know you're not the service member so i feel like because you're the family member people don't give a shit i mean it's it's bad enough that if you are the the soldier they don't give a shit about you if you're an e1 or an e2 like go and clean you know but it's worse when you're a spouse unless for some odd reason or not odd reason but instead you know unless you're I don't know. I don't want to get to that point, I guess. I don't want to say that. You know, so just by basically saying if you're acute, you know, and the guy was like a horny dude, like, oh, yeah, let me help her out, you know, because there's a lot of adultery that happens in the military. A lot of spouses sleep with other soldiers, soldiers sleep with, with, with military wives. Like, so if 
you know, if you're a cute ass, well, you know, piece of ass and the lieutenant thinks, oh, well, shit, if I'm nice to her, maybe I can get in them guts. Plus, the husband's going to be, you know, Afghanistan and Iraq for a whole year. And shit like that does happen. You know, I had a buddy who was sleeping around with the woman whose husband was in Afghanistan for a year and he did it for X amount of months. Like he would literally go to the woman's uh, apartment on the base and he would stay there for days as if he was like the stepdad and he would just be doing this thing so you know and then in iraq when i was out there um again you know another situation happened and uh, my wife had to basically leave the, the our home and go back to where the family was at to take care of some things and we asked them or my wife asked right to watch over the dogs and whatnot right and what they did was they left them in their fucking crates for x amount of days and like anyways my wife gets home listen i don't give a damn i'm gonna say it i was depressed i was lonely i was by myself i called them for help to like say hey i'm lonely i'm depressed i'm i literally have nobody that's what you guys are here for can you help me what did they do long story short they put me in a freaking mental hospital that's what they thought was best to put me in a mental hospital just because I told them that I wasn't, I didn't have no issues with, I wasn't trying to, you know, hurt myself. I wasn't trying to hurt anybody else. I wasn't nothing that would have validated them putting in, putting me in a mental hospital. I was extremely depressed. I was by myself. Like, again, literally did not have nobody barely talked to you, you know, um, and just was having a hard time. I'm human. That's fine. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. But their thing was, let's take her. I mean, I don't know what what they were thinking. But after me talking to them, telling them what was how I was feeling, you know, breaking down, crying and everything, telling them how I, I felt, they thought it was a smart idea to take me to a hospital. Then from there, I don't know what was said. Um, I, I don't know what was said uh between you know I, when they went and put me to the room you know i don't know what was said with, with with to the hospital between the hospital and whoever um clearly they had to have said something to make them feel like you know what let's take her to a a, a mental hospital like some sort of like mental facility right. and that's where i ended up that's where i ended up was in a freaking mental hospital for like a week didn't need to be there even after like the first day or two even the staff like they even like they didn't even really bother with me because i knew i wasn't i didn't need to be there they didn't bother with me you know because they were like she don't need to be here like you know then at one point um yeah we have our dogs at home you know no one's there we know nobody no one's you know so of course they try to arrange something for people to go to the house to um to take care of the dogs. Right. And at one point, one of your, I don't know what the heck he was, a sergeant or whatever. He was a corporal. Which, or whatever he yeah. was. And then he calls the hospital. Um, They give me phone, the phone. Even the, the nurses were like, you know, talking their mess. Or they were like, wow, because he was just even rude to them. He calls. And I, 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 I don't know if I put him on speaker or they were just like listening because he was being so loud. He was literally yelling at me, yelling at me over the phone like I was his child or something, yelling at me, talking about what's the um effing or whatever, you know, whatever he was, you know, saying, cursing and stuff. What's the code here? Because we had that little that little keypad thing outside of our garage so you can punch in the code to get in because um, 
I didn't, I had my keys with me, I think, you know, the, you know, when you go somewhere, like they take yeah. your stuff. So they had the keys. So they, you know, there was no other key to get inside the house. So that was the only way for them to get inside the house. Excuse me. Um, so they, he calls yelling at me. What's the freaking, you know, what's the code to your gate to the, to the pad? And we need to get in, you know, just yelling at me. And I'm just like, and we're, me and the nurses were just like, looking at each other like what the and i'm like do you guys hear how he's talking to me and they're like oh yeah you know he was kind of being like that with us too before we even gave the phone to you and this sentence and that and yeah yelling at me to how how can he get inside the house this and this and that um and then we go from that to then you know fast forward when i finally freaking get out and then i get to i get home and the our dogs are there's the food, I don't know if they like threw the food inside their crates when they went to go feed them right. or what, but the dogs looked like pretty, I don't even think they really even fed them because they looked kind of skinny, mm -hmm. you know, they looked, they looked scared and, and like whatever, you know, you could tell something was wrong with the dog. They looked scared. They looked, they didn't look like themselves. There was the crates and the dogs were covered in freaking feces and right. urine like they put them in the garage and you figure where we were at it gets hot mm -hmm. so they were and in I there and i'm sure of, i don't know what time of year it was or what you know what the weather was like or whatever but still like i i i guarantee you like they didn't they probably just threw the food in there probably left know? them in the dark maybe they probably didn't, yeah probably left it in the dark they probably didn't even open the crates to give them the food they probably just put it through the little you know things because the food was everywhere you know granted again yes the dog the dogs can maybe move like, I don't recall if there was bowls in there or not, but I, actually, I don't think there was bowls in the crates. There was just like, so they probably just put the food on the, on the little tray on the bottom, you know, right. floor piece of the, of the crate. But our dogs were covered in feces and in urine. And it's like, what did they do? You guys just literally went there, fed them, threw the food in the crate and that's it. Like, you know, I didn't no even real, walk them so they can, you know, relieve no, themselves. No, no real type like of that. care. Yeah. No real type of care, man. <clears throat> And again, you know, I'm in Iraq, so I'm fucking pissed, mm -hmm. you know, and I tell my first lead, my first line leadership and she was cool as fuck. And, you know, I, I find out at 12, one in the morning because I had the night shift and, you know, so, I, but it's like fucking 10 in the morning over here in the States. So anyway, so we're talking, I show my, my sergeant this shit. And then, you know, the following day we go and talk to the captain and, and whatnot now. Quick story on that. Captain gets relieved because uh, she was apparently, um, what the hell was she doing? She was fucking around with the first sergeant. So the first sergeant and her get, um, he the first sergeant gets uh, relieved of position, uh, force retired, and then the captain just gets relieved of position. Now, do they get, you know, demoted? Probably not. They just got a little, you know, slap on the wrist and they were forced to get out of the military a little bit earlier than their contract just so they don't have a, a blemish in their career you know so they get relieved i see two other fools which the first time was cool i guess at the time i can't remember who he was but the captain i didn't like for shit and same thing he had this nonchalant like oh what do you want me to do about it and it's like all right homie yeah after the fact too two two sergeants or whatever the heck came to talk to me in in the hospital or whatever and i told them about the about the situation and they're same thing they just acted like oh okay right you know so i get back because my obligations to the military was ended this time where i was already at towards my last leg 
and I went back to the company to basically our process and you know I'm looking at everyone and I have so much fucking hate like you don't like I if, if you guys don't know like I had so much hate or as like a, anger. yeah as an E4 like I don't know if you can tell just by the way I'm talking it I mean even me I'm re- realizing just talking about it and bringing it back up just pisses me off because well shit man I mean like, I wanted to take flight on these motherfuckers, mm-hmm. you know? But it's like, all right, what do I do? Do I knock this fucking dude out? Because the same E4 corporal who, you know, called my wife just, you know, being disrespectful. Apparently, he got his E5 and, you know, he tried, you know, I, he basically tried to have me congr- congratulate his ass. Oh, you're not going to congratulate me for my E5? And I told him to go fuck off. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, that's the most I've ever did was, man, fuck, you know, fuck you, dude. You know, and I told him, would you treat my dogs like this? You speak to my wife like that? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, and it's like, all right, homie. Like, like they ain't got you recorded. The fucking, the calls are recorded at the hospital, you know? Yeah. Like, and we even told them that too. Like, oh, get the fuck, get the phone calls. Like, they're recorded. Like, even the nurses were like, oh, like after the fact, the fact and everything, they're like, oh, well, you know, our phone calls are recorded. So they even told me, they were like, if, if you need the calls, you know, like if, or, you know, if you need to get the, the call for anything, you know, for proof or whatever, they were like, let us know. You know, they had the calls recorded. Like, even the nurses were like, they, he was even being rude to the nurses, you know, right. when he called and asked for me and stuff. And then they, I was literally right there because, like, in those type of places, like, you can't just, like, it's, you know, one of those, I don't know. I don't want to say mental hospital. What are they really called? I forget. But anyways, um, yeah, so when you got a phone call, you had to talk to on the phone, like, right there in front of them. Like, it wasn't a phone that, you know, it right. wasn't like there was nowhere private you could talk or whatever. You had to talk right there in front of them. And he was yelling so loud that they could even hear him, like, you know, over the phone. But they even told me, they were like, oh, well, if you need um, if you need that phone call for any reason or whatever, you know, just you could always just let us know because they're, all the calls are recorded. So I'm like, okay. But, you know, I mean, it never got to that point because it's like the fuck are they going to do? They they weren't going to do shit, man. You know, like these motherfuckers, honestly, dude, you're a captain, you're a first sergeant, you're cool with the fucking sergeant major, with the colonel, with lieutenant colonel. You know, you guys go out and like you, you snitch on them and it's like, oh, well, well, it's a ball for you. And it's like, man, fuck you guys. I couldn't stand it. You know, and these fools, they literally think that because we're in the military that they're untouchable, you know, because they know that they make your life a living hell. Either you put your hands on them and there goes your your career. And then when you try to get a government job or some shit like that, it'll have like a, a dishonorable discharge, you know? So not only did you fuck yourself in your military, you're going to basically fuck yourself in the, in life if you get that dishonorable, you know? So these guys, they hide behind their rank, you know? But there's a lot of fools that honestly just need to get their ass whooped, you know? Because they're probably lame-ass fools before the military. And then they got the, you know, a little bit of position, a little bit of power. And they abuse the shit out of it. Points like like or I have a I have like a good example. Uh, I knew a captain. She was uh, uh, garbage, lazy, short, like chunky, like whatever. Like f- physically, she didn't play the role as a military member, right? Um, I got. Not, not, there's a lot of people who don't, right? Oh my god, there's a lot of people who just like, how are you in the military? Look how, you know. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to right. people who are big. Like you know, I, sometimes. I mean, it is what it is, you know, but if you're in the military, there's a standard, you know, I remember in basic training, man, one of my, and that's not coming from our, our mouths or our, you know, like that's the military. They have a standard supposedly like, that's well, yeah, I mean, act. if you think of a, of a soldier, you know, or Marine, you think of this, you know, not well chiseled, but someone in shape, you know, but if you look, you get these, 
these, you know, a little bit overweight people and there's regulations that say you need to be at a certain, you know, height, certain weight and everything, because if not, then you get reprimanded. And after so many reprimands, you need to get, you know, basically discharged, you, you know, taken out, discernible discharge, you know, but people, again, it's not what you know, it's who you know, they get, they, they get, you know, oh, well, yeah, you know, people don't even, you've told me about plenty of people not passing their PT tests and stuff right. or whatever, but nothing happens to them. Nothing. Like if, if anything, after three times they failed it. Nothing. If anything, they don't pass it, but maybe down on paper, well, I don't know how it works, but they probably put like, yeah, they, they passed it. Mm-hmm. They you give know? them that extra like four pushups yeah. just so they don't have to deal with the paperwork because they don't want to write them up. Mm-hmm. They don't want to write the memos and whatnot, you know, the, the negative counselings and shit. So, you know, and I, I couldn't stand that shit. You know, my, my last position when I was a platoon sergeant, you know, I had a few soldiers that were like that and it just pissed me off because they would fail and I would write them up, you know, and I mean, it sucked, but I was doing my job and I was trying to be as, you know, I was professional. Like, yo, man, we cool and all, but that's not, you fucked up. I didn't fuck up for you. You fucked up. And so I got, I'm going to do my due diligence, you know, but back to this captain. So there was a lot of shit about her. I didn't like, you know, and the way she just ran that company again, she's putting one of those people who, thought that we were her children kind of shit it's like bitch we're all grown-ass adults if you want to talk to children talk to the kids that are running around here because she allowed soldiers to bring their kids to battle assembly which is fucking ridiculous right and then once someone actually complained to the colonel about it everyone stopped bringing their kids but her mm-hmm. she can bring her kids because she was a captain so she would have her geeky ass husband come through with her two kids mm-hmm. and they would just be running around the whole little complex and shit but anyways this 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 captain from one of my soldiers one day we were bullshitting. He's like, Hey, they saw can I tell you something? Hey, what's up, man? It's like, you know, when we were out in Washington, you know, we're all doing this, we're all just chilling, whoop de whoop, and we're drinking, and the captain was there with us. And I'm like, Why the fuck was she the only one? She's like, Yeah, like out of all the it was all lower enlisted, E force and below. So just, you know, mm-hmm. so she had no reason to be there. Anyway, she was drinking with them, and I guess she wanted she was getting horny because she wanted some dick and she grabbed his dick. Like she grabbed a whole handful of digging balls, but my soldier was, I guess, occupied trying to talk to a medic because I guess she was, you know, cute and obviously younger and everything. But and he told her, you know, I'm good, right? So I don't know if there's any backlash besides that. But his whole thing was, man, I should have, I should have done it just to say that I slept with the captain. And I started laughing. I'm like, well, you could have, and then you could have just had something over her. So. Whenever you wanted to go to airborne air assault or some cool ass school, you could just hold that like blackmail, blackmail her because this is be real. Everyone does this shit. Not everyone, but people do do that shit. You know, like if it was a guy like a captain messing around with the lower enlisted. And I mean, I'm sure she'd be like, hey, you know, I kind of want to go do X, Y and Z. And um, if you don't tell you know, if you don't send me, then, you know, I will talk to the colonel. So, you know. Now this girl, this lower enlisted, has this fool by the ball. So, it, you know, the shit can be played both ways. But he didn't. Good for him, you know. Um, but again, she gave me so much shit about how I treated my soldiers. How I was hard on them. How I was unfair. and this, oh, So much bullshit that I'm like, bitch, don't tell me how to run my fucking platoon. It's between me and the lieutenant that I was working with and shit. And I was always fair. Yet she had the audacity to go do that shit, you know, and I found out about it, and it's like, bitch, you're fucking tripping, but the military life, again, it's not all bad, I mean, that's just, like, and we could, we could, 
not right, you know, this very second or this episode, but we have so many more episodes we could probably do oh just goodness, talking about right? the military because, I mean, and just with our experiences, you know, we've had so many messed up experiences with the military. It's crazy. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, man, I don't know, like, they're just, it's so fucking backwards, you know, a lot of, a lot of, and now in the reserves, it's a little bit different than the active duty, but in the reserves, they literally work harder, not smart, uh, smarter, you know, like, let's say you live um, Denver, Colorado, let's just say, right, and you're a soldier, and you actually live in downtown Denver, and they're, in the reserves, it's not like you go to an actual base, um, I know there's four cars in there, but let's just say your building is 10 minutes away, mm-hmm. right? You can just drive there, but they're backwards ass. What have you go all the way to Carson because that's a meetup point. And I don't know how far Carson is from Denver. Let's just say an hour, just out of whatever. They'll have that soldier go all the way to Denver to get in a bus just to go back to the building that lives five minutes away from him, you know, because they move like a, we move as a unit. And it's like, you guys are fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, where I live, the the place we were meet up is like literally 30 minutes away, but I would have to drive two hours the opposite way to go with the, you know, with the unit to come back in Humvees. And it's like, that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I get you trying to move as a, as a, as a unit, as a team, but you're putting people's lives at risk because in that two hours, some shit can happen. Like, let that individual just meet you there, park his fucking car, you guys pick him up, and that's it. Like, but again, it's so fucking backwards in the reserves, and everyone gets along like they're friends. Again, it's very high schoolish, too. It is. That's a good fucking point. It's like elementary, or, you know, like it's just very, like, everybody's just really childish to the, the soldiers, like, whether you're, you know, male or female, to like the spouses. You know, they're very clicky and very just like, you know, like yeah. talk behind your back. They, you know, like they're just, you know. Oh, like, man. Talk about spouses. All right. Again, I'm sorry. It's not a knock, but why? Two things. One, I don't know why the fuck. Majority of them are overweight. Yes. And then they just love to pop out kids. Yes. Those are the two. Jesus. We didn't even write this shit down. Like she's literally <laughs> shooting from the hip. I'm not even y'all. looking at you. I'm just, cause I just, I have, so, I'm so tired right now. So I'm just like over here, like just looking out the window. Straight. I probably, I probably sound dry as hell, but whatever. Um, but yeah. Yeah. They're fucking overweight. overweight and they just, all they, four, they five, do is six pop out kids. kids. Remember what? that one time we were at the, um, where were we? We're at a In VA the, hospital. Yeah. At a VA hospital. We were sitting there waiting. And all of a sudden, we're just standing there. And it was just so crazy the way it happened. Like, it was just like, we like laughed because it was so funny. Like, we're just standing there. And all of a sudden, right in front of us, wife walks by. She's pushing a stroller. And right behind her. And it was funny because they were, I don't know if they did this on purpose or what, but they were like from tallest to, to shortest. We counted one, two, three, four, eight children. <laughs> Eight, remember? Was I, it I rem- six, six or eight? No, it was, was it eight. No, it was, was eight. eight. I remember that. Okay. I would never forget that. It was eight kids, including the little one in the in the in the shoulder. Eight children, and again, they're all walking in like from like tallest, like it's her. From then it's oldest, like the, yeah, yeah the like to the youngest. oldest to youngest. It was like eight freaking kids, and then behind them was the the you know, the the service member, the the the, the husband or whatever right. you know, the eight kids. Eight kids, and literally, that's all these. Uh, well, I don't want to say all, but a lot. The majority of 
you know, the spouses. That's all they do. They just sit at home while the husbands are deployed or working or whatever, you know, and they have all these kids. And that's why another reason why a lot of service members love to deploy because they have to, they need to like, you right. know, they get they warm when they're money, deployed. Dude. Yeah. They need yeah, that money the for all the damn kids pay. to keep popping out, you know? It's a trip, man. Like, cause the military pays for everything. Mm-hmm. Like there's no medical that you have to worry. Like everything's fucking just, oh, the kid's tooth hurts. We'll take him to dental free. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's feeling sick. We'll go to the VA. Free. housing free. fucking free. free like it's such a fucking trip dude mm-hmm. and it's like again they need to make some breaks on that shit like listen <laughs> man um y'all can have kids but it's uh three like a limit or something yeah like three <laughs> we'll only pay for three the next like six you guys have that's on you motherfuckers we're not gonna increase mm-hmm. your pain i mean maybe they do that but it's a it's a trip man and then again they deploy and what do the housewives do they fuck i mean shit they're human you know, fucking, because as much as a service member's fucking banging out someone out in Iraq and Afghanistan, it's the same shit at home, you know? Wives, yeah. Like, there's this one story, and I didn't get to see it, but it was like a few days before we got uh, back from Afghanistan, and every installation is gated. So, you know, a lot of people, they put up their signs at the entrance, like, hey, welcome back, my hero, mm-hmm. whoop de whoop, right? Well, there's apparently oh. a sheet, <laughs> like a bed sheet on the fucking, uh, on, 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 the, on the rail, right? Uh-huh. And it says specialist John Doe. Uh, this is a sheet that I had. Uh, I I I had sex with with yeah. uh, with another soldier, or basically I cheated <laughs> on you with. And I, I guess it was there for I like a whole fucking either, but day. I heard about it. But then someone took it down <laughs> because right. So by the time we got there, like you'll see, like oh thank you, you're you're the best fucking hero. And then there's a big gap, you know. So, but so a lot of people do some shady shit in the military. Again, we were blessed to have, you know, great experiences, but the shitty ones just kind of outdo it. So, moral story is, uh, we don't know what the moral story is. There isn't none. Just <laughs> fuck, just, dude. Yeah. It's whatever. It's whatever you make the military. The best of luck to you, man. We wish you the best. Yeah. So, anyways, that's our negative experience with the military. 